Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And faith stands against every enemy that wants to destroy us in the valley of waiting because that's when faith becomes alive. So do you have what it takes to face the enemies in your valley of waiting? Let's see what the Bible says about that. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm glad that you're here for this one. I'm really excited for it. Uh, if you would, if you're on YouTube, if you go ahead and subscribe to our channel, you can like this video, share it with someone else. Uh, we would really appreciate that if you're listening on Spotify, whatever it may be. We're glad that you are tuned in for this one. Yeah. So we're talking about waiting and faith and not giving up in the valley. And waiting, uh, as you might have heard me say before, is not one of my favorite qualities. I <laughs> don't like to wait in lines or traffic. But over the years, I've seen that <clears throat> there is strength in the waiting. There's something that actually happens in me. There's there's something that Jesus does in me in the times of waiting. And um, this is this is actually what we're called to. We're called to live a life of faith. So by its very definition, that means yeah. I'm going to believe some things are going to come to pass that have not yet, Yeah, which implies waiting. a gap. <laughs> a yeah. gap between now and then. And then my level of confidence in that gap, or we could say in that valley. So we're going to talk about this today in, in, a, in a real life application. And so we're excited to have Jackson Glenn joining us today on the podcast. And uh, we've known Jackson for a while. And Truett's known him for uh, even longer than I have. So yeah. Truett, how did you come to know Jackson? And what's, uh, what's your connection with him? Yeah, so uh, whenever I was in, I believe I was in sixth grade. Yes, Jackson, you were in eighth grade whenever you came to OCS. Eighth grade. Yeah, so he's in eighth grade. I was in sixth grade. Dude played basketball and, you know, all the stuff. That's yeah. whenever I first was like, who's this guy? He was in class with Taylor, my old, my closest sibling, mm -hmm. the, the older sibling for mine. Uh, and so at that age, I was like, this dude's pretty cool. This would be awesome. We've kind of hung out every so often. And so we had a couple opportunities. Fast forward way into into our lives. Uh, Jackson has a youngest, a younger sister, and I was interested in her. Yeah. She was interested in me. Jackson helped put us together and all that kind of stuff. So I'm yeah. very appreciative of that. So at, now, first, at first it was kind of weird, but yeah. know, now, now we're at a good now spot. We're good. So yeah. we're yeah, all yeah. good. I was going to say, we, you know, Jackson has two other brothers and then Chloe is the youngest. I'm married to Chloe, three brothers. And it's like, who in the world could ever like marry Chloe? Cause she's yeah. got three brothers, all athletes, all this kind of stuff. And thankfully I was friends with all three of them beforehand. Yeah. Me and Jackson are, have been close through, through a lot of all sorts of stuff. And so it's good stuff. We've, uh, we've been some good friends through some high highs and through some low lows of life. And so, yeah. I'm really excited for this one. Again, knowing your story and knowing uh, you've gone through some of the waiting before, uh, and we've we've gone to breakfast many times and said, "Man, what in the world? Like, what what does mm. what does the future look like?" and all mm -hmm. that stuff. So and it, it almost seems like we're walking through you know similar stages most of yeah. the time. You know? Yes, and, and I think that that's so true. a huge part of our relationship is just being so connected, mm -hmm. being brother-in-laws, but also walking through similar stages and just encouraging each other throughout yeah. those stages. So yes. It truly is a unique relationship that not yeah. a lot of people get to have. Yes. Yeah. Very That's true. awesome. It's Very good. true. All right. So Jackson, your story of waiting is related to career. 
And uh, I think we just have to admit up front, you're even still young in your life. So how old are you, Jackson? I'm 26. Just turned 26 back in October. All right. Very uh, good. We also do share a birthday. We do. So there's that. Yeah. Nice. Two years apart to the day. Yeah. Right? How about that? So, you know, admittedly, <laughs> you're not 40, 50, 70, you know. So like, those yeah. who are older obviously yeah. have longer seasons yeah. of waiting and know more about that. But even at 26, there are times we experience waiting. Mm-hmm. And this has been true for you in your career. So um, let's <clears throat> let's set the stage for all of this today. Talk about when you were young, very young, dreams, hopes you had about a future. Yeah, I... Man, this, I think a lot of people begin to realize kind of their dream when they get into high school, you know, they kind of understand, okay, this is what I want to do with my life, or this is kind of the area where I feel like I'm talented and I, I think I'd like to pursue this. Yeah. Man, but I think the Lord really put this on my heart. I, back to probably before elementary school. Wow. Um, and it's crazy just kind of walking and, and kind of seeing what the Lord is doing now, but um, I started playing baseball at the age of three. <laughs> so growing, awesome. growing up. Is that T ball, coach pitch? What is that? So it was um it was pretty much T ball. Yeah. Um I'm pretty sure ever, the jersey from when you were three is like still at your parents yeah, as well. Yeah, it's a real <laughs> tiny real tiny thing. Yeah. So yeah. Um so wow. I you know, I started playing baseball when I was three and it was very easy for me to get into the game and get into sports having two okay. brothers and obviously right. my dad is a sports fanatic. Yes. Yeah. Um so yeah, that 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 dream of playing baseball for a living, um, and continuing to to kind of move up, um, has been in my heart, and I think the Lord put it there for a reason back at a very early age. Wow. So, okay. So it's this is T ball, coach pitch, kid pitch, all the way up. You just you just mm-hmm. keep playing, and not just like oh, just for like one season out of the year, but like. <laughs> All year, <clears throat> older wow. brothers practice, younger brothers practice, your own practice, at home practice, uh, in the house practice, out of the house practice. Yeah, it was a very interesting dynamic having you know an older brother two years and then a younger mm. brother two years. And mm. so my dad saw fitting. Looking back, I'm very thankful now. Yeah. But it was yeah. you know I had to go to Luke's practice, my practice, oh, and Griffin's okay. practice. So my <clears throat> only off days were really like maybe one day of the week. So it, it was, it was wow. and that one day you're probably at the house doing a home run derby <laughs> yeah, or football outside or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. And it, and it's never to the point of like, Oh, more baseball. Uh, you're actually enjoying it. I'm sure there were days of like, <laughs> Oh really? But you, you were enjoying it. Sure. I mean, there, right? there certainly were some days and there were some times when, yeah. you know, me and my dad would butt heads. Yeah. About, uh-huh you know, baseball stuff. But overall, I think I've been incredibly blessed not to grow tired of the game Mm -hmm. and to to just continue to play. Okay, Mm -hmm. So it really is a blessing to do what I love. So you do that up into middle school and high school. Yeah, you play. Yep, middle school and high school. And the first time I got to play school ball was, you know, when we went to Ovilla Christian. Yeah. um, Back in, graduated in 2016. So the years leading up to that, I played, you know, throughout high school there. And, you know, those were... I think arguably now some of the most fun I've ever had playing wow. baseball was, you know, with those those yeah. good friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was just a good time. Yeah. Yeah. And went on to state, didn't didn't get to see that final victory there, but uh you got to experience a lot of that during those years. Yeah. So I know the hope is and the dream is, okay, walk through all these years. I'm about to get someone's about to call me and I'm about to get called up. Something big's yeah. gonna happen. So finish high school, what happens? 
Yeah, well, in high school, I kind of had mm. these dreams and aspirations of <clears throat> going and playing Division One baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of guys really get the opportunity, and I knew that I was good enough. In yeah. fact, I was like yeah. pretty stellar back in high school. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, it never happened. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. <clears throat> the calls and never came. The calls never <clears throat> came. In fact, I was only offered by two or three junior colleges, Ooh. and I kind of took those and kind of pushed them off to the side and was waiting for the Division One call. <clears throat> yeah. And yeah. it never happened. Wow. Yeah. And you don't, you're not just saying, hey, I'm good, but by the stats, you yeah. were good. Yeah, the, and the, the numbers proved yeah. you were good. And the yeah. other thing is, this is not just like OCS taps three A baseball that you were playing, but you were also in in summer ball, like playing yeah. for the Arlington A's and all this. And like everyone, like one through nine, everyone's getting D one scholarships. Basically, besides yeah. for some reason, the three hole hitter shortstop yeah. doesn't get the, the scholarship or the call. Besides a couple of JUCO offers. And yeah, yeah, it was, certainly was very interesting and very challenging point in my life because at that point status for a high schooler was i am going division one yeah 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 sure yeah so you know i had a good buddy back at o- at ovilla christian who signed division one to play at dallas baptist outstanding guy i'm still good friends to him with this or good friends with him to this day um and i fell into the trap of i'm not going division one i have no purpose yeah so, wow yeah wow so, so that up, felt like defeat i guess yeah i felt like some major defeat and um ended up Signing with a with a junior college in, in North Texas, Grayson College, mm-hmm. um, where I spent two years there, and so it was it was still you know I saw how the Lord specifically needed me in a spot in the next season, um, and I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. So so you held to it. I believe this is still what God's called me to, and then then where do you go from there? From junior college. Yeah, it, you know, junior college is almost like an extension of high school, it seems yeah. like. You yeah. know, where it's like, okay, you didn't go sign with a four-year university, so we're going to give you two extra years, and then, you know, you're going to play a little mm-hmm. bit of college ball, and then you're going to go somewhere mm-hmm. else. And so... Um, you play, you played against quite some talent, though, you know, on some teams and all that, and you got, you got some looks. and Yeah, there, there's there's always a lot of, you know, guys transfer out to a junior college and play, and so mm-hmm. there there's it's very good talent level, um, which I didn't realize, you know, coming out of high school, but as I got right. there, I was pretty um, pretty shocked by the talent level at junior college. But, okay. Um, yeah, it's, I, I played there for two years, and, um, you know, I had a good first year and a great second year, and, mm-hmm. you know, thankful, you know, praise the Lord that, you know, I was able to continue my career, and I ended up signing mm-hmm. with Dallas Baptist okay. um, and being close to home. Yeah, mm-hmm, so. yeah. So you get there, and, and, and they're no slouchy baseball system. They're good. No. They're, they're yeah. good top. Top tier, so yeah. hardcore, like hardcore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, what was that experience like being at DBU? Yeah, it was very interesting. It was um, it's a little it different was, than Grayson. College. Yeah, it was very different. There <laughs> was there was more structure. There was more. You know, it almost seemed like it was the most professional place I'd been to that point. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was very new for me. Yeah, it was very good for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like there. Um, DBU is known for, for their good baseball and for their mm-hmm. good academics. And they're just, I think overall they're known for their professionalism and everything that they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which took me a while to kind of understand. Yeah. Um, and I think it kind of, it kind of, I wouldn't say hurt me, but <clears throat> there was a learning period for me at DBU 
learning how to become a professional in everything that I mm-hmm. do. So yeah. it was, it was certainly a good, a good two years up to that point for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we could say you're, you're still in this waiting phase here. Like, okay, this is heading somewhere, but I'm still waiting for the day. Something greater comes. Mm-hmm. It's training time. I love all of that. So while you're at DBU, COVID happens, right? Mm-hmm. So what does that do to time and you and baseball? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was certainly probably one of the most transformative years of my life. Wow. Because um, that's your junior year or senior year? So that, that was, <clears throat> I had just finished my junior year. I went in for my senior year and we had played 16 games. Mm. COVID hits <clears throat> and the season is immediately shut down. And this is supposed to be like, this is it. This is my senior year. Yeah, right. This is when they're, the scouts are out. This is my time to shine because yeah. this is this is about to be the bridge into... Yeah professional yeah yeah and it's also like in the balance of is this my last year playing baseball or or is someone gonna call is someone like yeah and before then through the junior through your junior year you didn't you didn't you know go into the draft or anything like that and so it's like all right i'm I'm going all in on this Mm. senior year hopefully producing something yeah there certainly were high expectations Mm. you know um there was a couple opportunities my junior year in the draft um but, you know, through my dad and just through, you know, coaches, I decided to go back for a senior year. Right. And um, I remember getting 16 games in. We had just played Baylor the night before. We won. Mm. It was a huge, a huge win yeah. for DBU. We yeah. won yeah. two Baylor and we won. True, it was awesome. there. <laughs> and, uh, I remember being on the bus going to the University of Houston the next day. Mm. So we're traveling down there on a Thursday. And we're probably about an hour out of Dallas heading south. And all of our phones start blowing up on Twitter saying, Big 12 just suspended, you know, baseball play mm-hmm. indefinitely. The SEC yeah. just suspended play indefinitely. Yeah. March the, Madness the canceled. ACC, yeah. The, yeah. March Madness canceled. All these different things are canceled. And we're sitting there looking and we're, I'm staring at my phone and I looked at my buddy next to me and I'm like, dude, we're next. Mm. Yeah. Because if all these big conferences are canceling, then like yep. we're, we're not going to keep going. Yeah. Sure enough, 20 minutes later, bus takes a U-turn and we're, we're headed back to Dallas and um, it was a, it was a crazy time. And I remember being on that bus and texting my family. Um, Truett's wife still has, my sister still has the text messages of that day. Wow. And I texted my family and said, I sure hope I didn't play my last game last night. Ooh. So mm-hmm. there certainly COVID kind of turned, helped me kind of turn um, a corner um, because it wasn't my last game yeah. playing that night. Yeah. And the NCAA gave me an opportunity to go back to Dallas Baptist mm-hmm. Um Mm. And I, I know it's it's difficult to say this, but COVID to me was a blessing. Mm. And I know that that's not the same for everybody. <clears throat> right. Um, but at, during that time, I kind of realized like, okay, maybe the Lord has brought me back here for a specific reason for my mm-hmm. fifth year of college, which not many people go to college for five years. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, during that time, though, I really kind of stuck to – a workout regimen and kind of a nutrition mm-hmm. plan to, mm-hmm. to really put myself in a good spot for next year. Um, because I took, I took a good look at myself in the mirror right after the season got canceled. And I said, if the season were to have wrapped up today and the, I would, didn't have a chance to come back, right. Would someone give me a chance to play? Wow. And I looked in the mirror and I said, <clears> no. <throat> mm-hmm. And so I took kind of that summer to, to kind of change some things about myself and, and okay. got myself right and, and was ready to play the next year. Wow. And then you did. You yep. got to play baseball, open back up. Yep. Yep. 
and and the senior year, how did that end for you? Yeah, the senior year ended up going very well. Yeah. So um, I don't know what it was. Um, it just seemed to be kind of just an overflow of confidence. And um, as I look back on it now, I am able to to kind of see and discern like that <clears throat> year of production for me, my senior year, was nothing short of a miracle. Mm. And wow. <clears throat> it all leads up to this point now mm. that the Lord has me here now. Mm-hmm. And in order to get me here now, yeah. that had to happen. Wow. And so it has nothing to do with me doing a certain thing on the field or, you know, changing my body to be more athletic, mm-hmm. but it has everything to do with the Lord wanting me in this spot now. Wow. So, wow. And so, I, I was going to say that, like to go back and, and like kind of, through those days, like I remember the day after the Houston like series was canceled, we go to breakfast, me, you, and two of the other guys, and we're all talking. And it's like, what in the world does this mean for our future, for our lives? Like, do we have worth? Do we have purpose? And, you know, like mm-hmm. literally everything, we've just put all our eggs in this basket and now it's like gone. Mm-hmm. Like what in the world? Uh, and then through that, some more time passes through and it like, yes, you did go through physical transformation and you, you went through like mental toughness and all this kind of stuff, but like even more so above all the other things, like your spiritual transformation through that time because of the waiting, because of the like seemingly, I just got dumped off here and I have no clue who I am, where I am, what in the world's going on with my life. Like it, you know, we were able to walk through like, okay, this actually is my purpose. This actually is my worth. So, so that the confidence again, like it wasn't just uh, like, oh, Jackson's just mm-hmm. super confident in himself this year. But mm-hmm. it was like, I'm, I'm literally just doing everything I can with excellence for the Lord because this is what I know I'm supposed to do, you yeah. know? And so like that, Yes, the physical transformation, mental transformation, but the spiritual transformation that you had in that time frame, like, was incredible. Yeah, you know? and I think you know, kind of adding on to that, that's what <clears throat> kind of created a, a venue or like an an alley for me to play the way I knew how to play because I had a new freedom, mm-hmm. you know, and and that freedom came didn't come from from the athletic, you know, different posture that I took on or whatever, yeah. but it came yeah. from understanding who I was in the Lord and that he had me there for a specific time and a specific reason. And mm-hmm. there was nothing that could shake me from that. Wow. You know, there were no yeah. results, no um, yeah. stats that could take me away from who I knew I was in the Lord. And that wow. was something that I had felt for the first time in my life yeah. in that point. Right. Yeah. There. That's amazing because in, when you're in that Valley of, of the unknown, there was nothing in the future that said, Oh, it will start back up on this day. It yeah. will get better at this time. Literally. You, you will see success happen. You didn't have any assurance of any of that, but you're saying that God was doing something deeper in you while you're in that valley, Yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Wow, love that. So that year ends, and what happens? That year ends, and there was a lot of there was a lot of hope, and there was a lot of just kind of excitement, knowing that you know my name in the draft could get called, and because this is it. I mean, if it's going to yeah. happen, it's going to happen now. Right. Yeah. There's I mean, no more delay. Waiting till the next year after that. Yeah. There's no more options. Yeah. Right? This is it. And Ex- explain like the leverage that you have as a fifth year senior. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Not all that so, much. I, so you're certainly right. Like this was it. 
Yeah. You know, if there was no phone call, you know, in any of those three days of the draft, then it's like, well, hang them up and, yeah. and let's go find a, you know, desk job somewhere. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but <clears throat> so I ended up thankfully and, you know, praise be to God. I was 2021, the MLB draft I was taken in the fifth round by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mm. And it, to this day, just brings a smile on my face because yeah. it's just a dream. Wow. It's a dream come mm-hmm. true. Um, and so like true, it was wanting me to mention, you know, being a fifth year senior, um, there is no leverage for, for money. So when you see, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of these high school kids that get paid millions of dollars and even college kids go for the, mm-hmm. you know, the first round millions of dollars, mm-hmm. um, that's not the case for a senior because I have no leverage to say, Hey, I'm going to go back to college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically what they do is they give me a handful of cash is what it seems like. Literally like. as much as they can muster <laughs> like into, into this right here. Here's a Tupperware full of <laughs> yeah. $1 oh. bills. And, Whereas the others yeah. is like, let me back up this dump truck yeah. to you and just unload some wow. cash yeah. on you. So, it, so odds it, are kind of against you. That's a right. fifth year senior. The, the odds mm-hmm. are certainly wow. against you. Mm. There is essentially no money invested in you. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a choice. Yeah. But yeah. that was the least of my concern at that point. I just yeah. wanted to get my foot in the door and get yeah. playing and yeah. become yeah. a professional. So, yeah. And so you accepted the call course yeah. yeah and then you went to play yeah so who did what happened what does that look like Dude, yeah you're not playing in pittsburgh like say, right now or anything no one saw you on, on on tv playing for pittsburgh pirates yeah. right correct yeah so it, it is in the mlb the draft and the minor leagues work a lot different than any other sport you know a lot of times you'll see guys in the nfl drafted in those guys day are immediately on the the big mm-hmm. like the yeah. nfl team right mm-hmm. there are no minor leagues yeah you know? mm-hmm. but in baseball there are like at least five i think there's five teams that you have to work through wow to get to the bigs and a lot of sometimes guys are expedited through the process sometimes guys have to work their way up so um the past two and a half years um that's been where i've been at and so i've been working my way up um slowly but surely and and just playing and enjoying Mm -hmm. um now have obviously a beautiful wife who joins me in in the journey and right um so we're, yep, that's just kind of been where I've been at so far. That's cool. All right. Well, that that brings us to our, our discussion for the day then. We've obviously talked about this a little bit, but what do you do in those moments of the waiting in the valley? And it, and it feels like that. There's there's mountain peak moments, and then there's times you can see clearly into the future. But then you get down in the valley, and in the valley, you can't, you can't see what's ahead in the valley. Mm-hmm. It's it's darker in the valley. It's deep in the valley. You don't see so clearly. And <clears throat> Christians are familiar with this place, this valley of waiting. Again, it's it's what we're called to. The idea of faith means I'm believing in something that I don't see coming to pass yet. Mm-hmm. And so, I know some people might be listening and say, "Wow, this is all so first world problems." You know, you're waiting for a <laughs> career, waiting for the yeah. 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 Uh-huh. and yeah. and you know, in some respects, it's true because there are people who are hurting and waiting yeah. in much more difficult spaces. They're they're waiting on a on a health report to change. Yeah. They're waiting on a a marriage to reconcile. They're waiting on. Uh, the spouse that they believe God has for them. They're waiting to become pregnant. They're waiting for some kind of healing. They're waiting for the next check to come through. So um, I get it, and we're, we're honest about all of that today. Yeah. There's Everybody's at different, different valleys, and some much more difficult and painful than others. But in the waiting, we can all learn some of the same truths from Scripture and find the same God meets us in that valley, whether it's 
in a career option you're waiting for or if it's in uh, a relationship that you're waiting to see reconciled or for your heart to heal. So um, I would assume that even in your valley, you experienced some threats and dangers that attacked your mind and attacked your your soul. What what were those threats that you experienced, those, those attacks that you felt during those times? Because I'm sure there had to be moments where you thought, what in the world? Yeah. I think up until this point, I let's just move past college and high school. I think we'll just kind of get into kind of where I'm at now. Okay. This has been the most spiritually tested I have been in my entire life. Wow. Past COVID. And I think my first full year, so I had the draft and I went and played for a couple of weeks and then we got sent home for the off season and then we came back and it was my first full year. That was and the, you're not married at this time. No, you're, not you're married. Just, I'm engaged. Mm-hmm. My fiance's back home. Um, and I don't know what it was, but I went into that season with so much pride. Mm. So much pride <clears throat> and thought, wow, like I get to do something that not everyone gets to do or what people, you know, only dream of getting to do. And so there was a lot of pride that took over me. Mm-hmm. And the Lord stripped that away so fast. And I began to understand and realize, okay, the Lord has me here for a specific reason and I am waiting, mm. you know, kind of like you're, you're talking about just the, mm-hmm. the waiting period. Yep. And as I went through that season full of failure, let's talk statistics here real fast. Wow. This was the worst statistical year of my entire life. And it broke mm-hmm. me, Ooh. broke mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until probably the past, like the last three or four weeks of the season that I realized that the Lord is just asking me to wait and mm-hmm. to be patient. And to this day, he still is asking me to wait and to be patient. But mm-hmm. in this time, when I was really, really, really struggling, some of those things that I turned to in that waiting period was comparison mm-hmm. and frustration wow, and deep anger. Yeah. Wow. And there got to a point where I was really, really, really angry with God because I was like, Lord, like you have given me this dream for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And the way that I'm playing right now and the way that I'm seeing this play yeah. out right now, yeah. yeah, I may not have a job next year. Yeah. And, and you got com- people all around you. I'm sure you're looking at like, <laughs> yeah, how come they get this or how come they're doing this? Yeah. And I'm not. And- Talk about a competitive job. Yeah. There are you know, 40 guys on each team. There's five different teams within the organization. There are hundreds of guys shooting for a 40-man spot in Pittsburgh. Wow. And during that season, I could not help but look around and compare myself to every single person. Mm. I would pay attention to conversations they're having with coaches, to how coaches are treating me, to the playing time that I'm having and that I'm not having, to the stat lines that come out the next day. And I will tell you this, mentally, I was gone. Gone, and it was not a good place for me. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, not in the slightest. Um, and so, I'm here today to tell you, like, you know, we talk about the waiting period, and there's a lot of people that struggle differently. Well, you know, physically, and and you know, the Lord providing for me has been fantastic, and you know, but my struggle was just so it was a spiritual mm. struggle, and then there's mm. so much waiting there. Um, that I didn't really understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, it is in the valley that 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 the enemy loves to attack because we're we're more 
more vulnerable in that moment yeah. to comparison and and man that that is uh, that's an attack of the enemy yeah. uh, to look at yourself with despair and and to look at others and you know then the anger and the frustration and all of that mm-hmm. wells up within us. And I do want to like again set the scene more for those of you who may not have been to a minor league baseball game before. <laughs> it is not like all oh, packed house, 40,000 people cheering you <laughs> on every day as you go home to your awesome mansion and you're pulling up in your Rolls Royce and like uh, you're making all the money in the whole entire world. It's not that like we went and saw Jackson in Nashville, North Carolina that season. And it's like you pull up to this like really old baseball stadium <laughs> where there's like 2,500 people there. And it's like, Couple claps here and there, yeah. you know. Obviously, some stadiums. It's mostly different, family but, and friends for oh, each yeah. for their person. The good old locals that are yeah. like, man, here I am. And then yeah, you have those who are like, yeah. that's my brother's uncle or something like, yeah. you know, whatever. Or my yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like not the most elaborate place ever. And so even more so, it's like, why am I even putting in all of this work mm-hmm. if there seems to be like <laughs> literally no payoff uh, and it's not like you were there and you're like, well, at least I've got the fame and at least I've got the money and all this, you know, but it's like, it literally feels like you're in the back of the desert, kind of a, kind of a deal like Moses, like where, where in the world am I, you know? And so again, I'm just trying to set the scene more for the people who are in their heads thinking like Jackson's playing for the Rangers every single day. (laughs) Well, not really, not exactly that, you know, because in those moments though, it's, it's very much like, okay, no one sees this. Like, why am I even doing this? I'm not having the success. I feel like I'm letting people down, I'm sure, is kind of also that mentality. You get people texting you like, yep. hey, how's it going? Yeah. And it's like, you're keeping up with the yeah. stats. You don't have <laughs> you know, to you ask. Know how it's you going. know how it's going. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, that's such a great point is because anything that I saw, or I guess everything that year, hurt me because it took my eyes off the Lord. Mm. And that's, mm. that's simply what it was. Yeah. I made it about myself. Wow. And I took my eyes off the Lord. And so you're right. Like going, I mean, truthfully, if you want to know what minor league baseball is like, go out to the Ovilla diamonds, mm. you know, in the middle of Ovilla. And like, that's essentially where I play. Yeah. Like it's a little bit nicer than that. You, uh-huh. know, there's, uh-huh. you know, the stadium's not bad, but uh-huh. the amount of people that you would see at a little league game, there's probably about how many are at my game. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and so there's no glory. There's no glamor. And from what I expected it to be, I thought there was going to be, uh-huh. but there wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was hurt. My pride was hurt <sighs> and my eyes were taken off the Lord. And yeah. and it's the same grind. I mean, you're still you're playing every day. You're practicing. <laughs> I mean, you're it's, traveling again. Setting the scene more. Six <clears throat> games a week yeah. for seven months, six yeah. months, something yeah. like that. Seven months straight, six games a week. We practice wow. before those six games, so our only off days are Monday. And so, then you get well. You also get a three day break in the middle yeah. of the season. Yeah, we get, we get one so three day break. So that's <laughs> cool. That's a long <laughs> yeah. one in July. You know. Yeah. So. so as you said, you take your eyes off the Lord. It's more on yourself. What, what happens with that? Where does that lead? Yeah, it, it led to a, a huge, a huge broken period for me. Mm. Playing broken, only being concerned about what, what is going on around me and, and not. Um, <coughs> just, I, I didn't make any changes because I was kind of stuck in this poor me mentality. Yeah. 
um, <clears throat> which I think is very common. I mean, oh, it, it doesn't matter it what is. you do. It's mm-hmm. what happens in the valley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you feel like I'm literally the only person that's struggling with yeah. this ever. Like yep. I'm the only person in the valley. <laughs> Everyone else that I can see is, is up on the mountaintop or yeah. whatever, you know? And yeah. yeah. So what happens? Do you, do you stay in the valley? Does God yeah. meet you there? <laughs> what happens? So this was actually, I mean, that's a great question because <clears throat> if I were to stay in the valley, I promise you right now, I would not be in the Pittsburgh Pirates organization working my way. Wow. Now, I would not. Um, and there was kind of a breakthrough for me. Um, and I began to see through through a, an awesome buddy that I have in the organization just continue to encourage me. Um, and this is so interesting is I understood in that moment as I kind of took a step back and realized my career is not about me. Mm. And I understood that the Lord in that moment was breaking me. Mm probably to grow me later and make and do something bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so in that moment, in those last couple of weeks, I remember praying every time I would step on the field, Lord, break me. Mm. <laughs> and talk about a terrifying yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was literally, <clears throat> I would strike out and I'd look up in the stands and I'd get back into the dugout and I'd put my bat down and I'd go, Lord, if that's, if that's how we're going to do it, then that's how we're going to do it. But I said, <laughs> if you're not done, then let's continue to do this. <laughs> And it, wow. I, I, I don't know if I shouldn't have asked for that. But it, it continued and yeah. it literally continued through the rest of the season and into mm-hmm. the off season the next year. And mm. the Lord continued to break me. And in that breaking period is when I think we are molded the absolute best. When we yeah. fail yeah. Right. and when we are broken, yeah. then the Lord can, can, can begin to mold us into something new. Mm. And as I have begun to live with that mm-hmm. understanding, mm-hmm. Um, it has shifted my focus from my career is about me mm-hmm. to my career has nothing to do with me. Wow. You know? mm-hmm. And wow. so that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. So good. So, I mean, that you, you mentioned Moses earlier. I kind of mm-hmm. think about that. You know, he's mm-hmm. 40 years out in the, the desert and he's on the backside of the desert. And you think about, again, decades passing yeah. of waiting and thinking about the shame and the guilt of what he did and his people back home and what is God's purpose for my life. And then God meets him there yeah, in, in a very unusual way and begins to call him and he begins to wrestle with that, but he calls him and he goes and that's, you're right. That is the place where God does the shaping is in the valley. Yeah. And nobody looks for that to happen. No, nobody actually no. wants that necessarily. No. Mm-hmm. We want the result, but we never want the, the pain that goes with it, but it, mm-hmm. that's what happens. So. And I think it's so interesting because I think when I began to kind of change my mindset and see how the Lord is using these valleys mm-hmm. to grow me, I thought, okay, that means success is coming right after. Mm-hmm. It's all yeah. right, Lord. That means hold yeah. on next time. Yeah. <laughs> next week, I'm going to have the greatest week. I'm going to be player of the week and right. we're going to mm-hmm. be moving. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, a lot of times that's not how it works. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. so for me, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if... Um, anyone listening to this, you know, got a chance to see Brian talk. I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but we mm. talk about this abundance mentality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As opposed to this scarcity mentality. Yes. And um, boy, talk about a powerful topic. You know, we, I think that's where the Lord had changed me mm. from having this scarcity mentality of, you know, I want these things that I don't have and I'm, I'm going to compare myself to other people. Yeah. But now the Lord has molded that into look at what I've given you now. Yeah. Look so at good. how much I've given you. <clears throat> yeah. Look at, look at my life and your life now. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
one of the coolest things that I think that it has brought me to um, is this, I was endlessly chasing this idea of greatness and, and, and mm-hmm. endlessly chasing this idea of success. Mm-hmm. But the Lord has molded that into, no, I want you to pursue excellence. Wow. Mm-hmm. And mm. I'm going to get yeah. fired up right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. come on. But Let's do it. A lot of people are wondering kind of like, what, what is the difference yeah. in this pursuit of success and greatness has nothing to do, it has everything to do with you comparing yourself to others mm-hmm. and working so that you can be better than others. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. the Lord calls you to a pursuit of excellence, mm-hmm. only thing that I'm concerned about now in my pursuit of excellence is growing to be more like Christ yeah. and taking mm-hmm. the gift that he has given me yeah. and just becoming excellent at it because yeah. it glorifies him. So that's how good. nasty is that? Yeah, that's good. Like, yeah. That is just, I mean, that exactly. fires me up to, yeah. you know, that, promotes hard work in my heart yeah. mm-hmm. more than it would to just yeah. go and try to be better than somebody yeah. else. You know? Yeah, because greatness really is all measured externally. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, excellence happens all the way down in my spirit, yeah. in the core. Absolutely. It's in my integrity and in my, my passions mm-hmm. and my drives and my pursuits and my thoughts, all of that. So I love that. And yeah. So what awesome. is that giving you then in strength to fight the, the valley enemies? Yeah, I think that it's given me a new perspective on the valley. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's given me a perspective that, you know, we joke about Jocko saying, you know, yeah. good, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. But when I do go through the valley, that's good. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that, that means that there is growth coming. Yeah. I, growth that I don't necessarily know what that looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I trust mm-hmm. that the Lord has me in a valley for a specific reason mm-hmm. yeah. and that he's molding me from it. Yeah, you know? exactly. And so that makes the valley so so worth it yeah because yeah. we we don't necessarily see the way out but we say god yeah i'm going to pursue excellence and yeah. i'm going to mm-hmm. allow you to change me inside mm. and allow that to grow on the outside yeah. and i just want to see what you have to do yeah. you know yeah. and then it, it becomes not even more not about me mm-hmm. a pursuit yep. of excellence is not about me it's yeah. about so good it's about the lord yeah yeah so, it's good yep and isn't it interesting that god uses other people to help us see that because yeah. alone in the valley, you rarely come to that conclusion. Yeah. But you had a buddy who helped you see mm-hmm. it. And yep. I'm, that, I'm sure that's happening even right now. I mean, it's just reminding me of truths yep. from my own Same. life. And it's I'm sure anybody who's listening yep. is thinking, wow, that's encouraging for me. Yeah, It's important because mm-hmm. the enemy loves to isolate. If he can isolate, he'll destroy you. Yeah. Yes. So, so in the valley for you, some other great things happened. So talk about some really powerful things that have happened in the last year, yeah, two years. Um, That that is such a good point. You know, in the valley, other things happen. And I I feel like it takes the focus off of, you know, off of myself and what I was wanting to pursue. Mm -hmm. But the Lord had poured on so many other blessings um, in the valley. And one Mm -hmm. of those is just me getting married to my beautiful wife, Mm -hmm. um, who now supports me in the best way possible yeah. mm-hmm. um, and goes through a minor league season of all this turmoil and all this, <laughs> yeah. this stuff. Of, of your husband's gone six, six evening or yeah. five, five evenings in a day. Yeah. You know, she's and, showing up to the field. You know, she's been to yeah. more baseball games in the past year than anyone has in their entire life. Ooh, yeah. Fact. Because she, again, minor league baseball is like what? 140 games. Yeah. We play like about that? 140, 150 games a year. Oh. 
in wild. seven months. So yeah, she's, I mean, she, we calculated it. She's been to over about 110, <laughs> which is just, <laughs> she's such a rock star though. <laughs> and what was so beautiful was I remember getting, getting called up into the double A team. Um, mm-hmm. And that week that we got there, you know, we're sitting down and we find out she's pregnant mm. and it's, that's awesome. You know, it's those blessings um, that the Lord just bestowed on us that made me realize even more mm-hmm. than I already have. Life and my career are mm-hmm. not about me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that there's more, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, and so the Lord has been so good to us, um, not necessarily in just the movement of my career, yeah. just mm-hmm. in showing us how how good he is mm-hmm. yeah. to people that love him. Yes, that's true. Exactly. It, it's just, exactly. it's so powerful just to, just to experience that. So yeah. good. Yeah. And, and there still hadn't been a call yet from any it's higher good, ups. Man. You're still playing baseball yeah. for yep. a minor league team, yeah. waiting for a dream to come true. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Still, still I'm still in the waiting period. Yeah. Yeah. But this time the waiting period feels different. Yeah. And not yeah. because I have these expectations of, you know, moving up and I right. have this, oh, I'm going to be in the bigs next year. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do think that there, that there is some value and that there is, yeah. you know, I do want to look forward and I, I, I want to be content, but never complacent. Right. Idea. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, exactly. I still yeah. want to work and mm-hmm. pursue excellence mm-hmm. so that when the yeah. Lord does see an opportunity, I can go. Yeah. And it's still a dream of yours, yeah. but it, it sounds like there's been a little bit of this separating of like, okay, that is a dream, but it's not my identity. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That That's also important. So step, good. Absolute statement. Yeah. I, and again, I think that's so real again for, for all of these uh, areas that people are waiting. Like this is a dream that I have, but yeah. that I still have worth, even if this doesn't happen, yes. you know, yep. which we've talked about, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but uh, yeah, that's a, it's a big, that's a big step to make. It is. And, but the truth is the truth is the truth. And so it applies for you. It applies mm-hmm. for someone else who's waiting for a relationship to be reconciled. Yeah. yeah. It applies for someone who's waiting for healing to happen. Mm-hmm. It applies for someone who's waiting for the next check to come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You still have <clears throat> worth, purpose, and meaning yep. despite what you haven't seen yet. Yeah. Whew. Say yeah. that one more time. <laughs> you still have worth, purpose, meaning despite what you haven't seen yet. Yeah. yeah. Despite what you That's haven't so seen good. yet. Yeah. It's like but. it requires like faith to <laughs> believe All what the way you back around. seen yeah. yet. And, and one thing that I found interesting, you know, mm-hmm. going on this idea of, not idea, but this truth of where your identity stands mm-hmm. is it's not something that you can tell yourself once. Uh, that's true. And for you to change. So if you're watching this podcast and, mm-hmm. and you're, you're going to just tell yourself once, oh, my identity is in Christ. Yeah. And you're going <laughs> to leave it done. be. Yeah. Then you're not going to change. Yeah. And, and this is something that I really had to understand in the Valley is, mm. I have to tell myself this and believe it every single day. Yes. Like and it every wasn't it wasn't minute. until <laughs> yes, every minute. It, it wasn't I say this one time and then everything changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is something that I had to remind myself daily, yeah. weeks, months, even today. I have to yeah. rem- remind myself yep. today. Yeah. Yep. It's Galatians two twenty, I've been crucified with Christ. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. no longer I who live, but Christ who mm-hmm. lives in me. Uh-huh. Yeah. And these yeah. things still make a, a gigantic impact on my life mm-hmm. true. after saying that for, you know, just a year and a half or a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the enemy is relentless. Yeah. He doesn't stop because yeah. you said it one time. So you said, yeah. Oh dang. He said, yeah, there were still more Philistines even after David defeated Goliath yeah. yep. and the battles continued and he mm-hmm. continued to fight. That's true. That's so true. Yeah. And you think about 
you know, major characters from the Bible who waited on a, a, a hope, a dream, a promise to come to pass. You know, we, we get stuck today because it hadn't come to pass in the last week or month or year, but you find major characters in the Bible waiting decades. You know, Abraham mm-hmm. and Sarah is 25 years before the baby is born that's promised. Uh, Joseph is 13 years waiting for the dream of being great to come to pass, and he's struggling and suffering in the midst of that. Moses is 40 years before he gets the call to go back to Egypt. Noah, 120 years building an ark, waiting. Just, those are those are numbers beyond That's my ability to comprehend yeah, today. Ability to comprehend. Yeah. But in those, we find here are, here are like people like us who trust in God, who waited, and they held true in the in the resistance, in the valley, in the temptations, in the in the attacks, and then waiting actually changes us. Yeah. In that process, it makes us into someone different, someone yeah. different than than who you'd be even if you'd gotten the call the first day and had been promoted yeah. all the way up. Yeah. You imagine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. It's good. Uh, I want to read a passage that, that relates to this. And anytime the subject of waiting comes up, it's a, it's a familiar passage. But I think it rings a little different having talked through what we've talked through and having thought through people's lives and situations. So this is from Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Have you not known... Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth? He neither faints nor is weary. He doesn't get tired. Mm -hmm. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They actually are transformed in the valley. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's hope for us. So, Jackson, what do you say to the believer who has a dream, has a hope, a longing, and it hasn't come to pass yet? What do you say to them while they're waiting in the valley? Yeah. I I know that. In the men's breakfast, we just finished a series of just being a relentless man. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think that, that there is something to be said about someone who is relentless. Mm-hmm. And I think that you look at this verse, <clears throat> and one of the words that sticks out to me on, but those who wait on the Lord shall mm. renew their strength. Yeah. And it's like we said earlier, this is not a, those who wait on the Lord will immediately <laughs> renew their strength. Yeah, that's good. They shall yeah. renew their strength. <clears throat> yeah. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. Mm-hmm. They shall mm-hmm. run and not be weary. They shall good. walk and not faint. That's mm-hmm. good. So my question is, how relentless are you willing to be yeah. in your pursuit of the Lord daily? So good. How relentless are you willing to be to remind yourself where your identity is, how relentless are you willing to be even in two weeks when it doesn't show up, three Mm -hmm. weeks when it doesn't show up and you're still in the valley, four weeks, you're still in the valley. Are you willing to be relentless to get to know the Lord and to love him so that on that fifth week, Mm. you're not weary. You have renewed your strength. Not that it's come to pass, (laughs) right? but that you're not weary. And then when that fifth week does come, like in your and you're feeling that new strength, I guarantee you, you're not going to be mm. like, okay, I'm done with the Bible. Like, I'm yeah, put it away. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's going to give you encouragement, and yeah. and it, it, you're going to get into it the next day, and the next mm-hmm. day, and the next day. Mm. Yeah. So for sure, 
if you have a hope and a dream and just a longing for what has not come yet, yeah. how relentless mm. are you going to be pursuing the Lord and have mm-hmm. faith that he is going to bring that dream? Yeah. And if it's not necessarily yeah. that dream, then you then you know and you trust that it's better. Mm-hmm. It's true. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. And, and my experience a little bit further down the road is this is a recurring theme of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a one and done. Yep. Mm-hmm. There'll be other longings and hopes and dreams. And this process starts up again. Yeah. But you're right. I, and I love that, that focus on the word shall. It, it comes. It doesn't come always in the 100% category yeah. on, the, on the next day, but it comes in mm-hmm. time. So mm-hmm. thank it's you, good. Jackson, for being yeah, here today. For real. Thank you guys for having me. This was, yeah. this was <clears throat> check off my bucket list. Vertical, <laughs> vertical podcast. Check. Well, I love hey, it. Was, uh, it was I, so I love the fun. fact that through your story, it speaks hope and life. Yeah. And uh, it's always our prayer that that speaks hope and life to the people who are listening, that it brings true encouragement in the Lord to them. I think that's happened today. So definitely. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, thanks for joining us today. Uh, share this message, tell it to a friend, take it in and keep lifting them up and 